Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hi, Rich. Juan Hernandez. Hello. And Mike Ozibovich. Hi. And today we're going to talk about the tight end position and how important it is uh, to your fantasy team and dynasty team. Um, as we all know, if you read my article, Do Tight Ends Equal Titles at DynastyNerds.com, I am personally a huge believer in the tight end position on your fantasy team or dynasty team. Uh, it's, a, it's one of those positions, I think, that gives you such a huge edge over your, advantage, uh, over your opponents. Uh, having a guy like a Jimmy Graham, a Rob Gronkowski. And, you know, the drop-off at that position is so drastic when you look at it as well. I mean, you have these upper echelon tight ends, you know, Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski, Julius Thomas, as we can all agree, are probably the top-tier tight ends, the number one guys. But I really think it's the top two. I, I think it's the top two as well. Yeah, top, top two, two and everyone else. See, I mean, I guess with Julius Thomas – for me, he's, I put him in that category for his situation that he is, he's in right now. Um, after that, my second tier after that, I have Jason Witten, Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed, and Jordan Cameron. And those are two young guys that are kind of – Jordan Reed and Jordan Cameron still, they've done it one year. They still need to show they could do it for many years, but I still – they're my up-and-coming tight end class. Uh, again, when it comes to tight end, you know, I'm just, it's that one position where when you look at it, you know, Jimmy Graham – over the number five tight end in Jordan Cameron had 90 more points than him. The number one receiver and the number one five receiver, we're talking like a 14-point difference. Um, so when it comes to tight end, it's that one position where, or advice, where if somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, we were sit down, we started talking fantasy football, what advice would you give me to help me get better at fantasy or to help me win a championship? What do you think, what, what do you think I could do? My first thing I would tell them is go get that top-tier tight end. Make sure you draft that top-tier tight end. Um, I know last year in all my redraft leagues, my number one goal was to get Jimmy Graham in every single draft I was in in the second round. I was like, every pick, every draft I'm in, I am going to get Jimmy Graham. And I did, and I made the playoffs in every single league. And Jimmy Graham was a huge part of that. I mean, I know, Mike, you had Jimmy, you have Jimmy Graham on your dynasty roster, and he, you went from having, what, the first overall pick to all of a sudden making – you went almost to the championship game. Yeah, I was in the Final Four, and – Jimmy Graham won me, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but probably four, maybe five games single-handedly. I mean, he put up some monster games for me, and that alone, it was just a huge difference. If I didn't have him, I'd be picking at the top of the draft again this year. And he's one of those players that, you know, even last year, he still went high. I know, Matt, we did another startup league last year, and you got him late second. And now you see him going, he's going somewhere in the first, late first, uh, or mostly late first altogether. Even in redraft leagues, that's where he's going to be again. Uh, you know, the tight end position is such a huge advantage over your opponents. You know, when your opponent has somebody like a Jermaine Gresham starting or a Kyle Rudolph starting, and you got Rob Gronkowski and you know Jimmy Graham, you're getting wide receiver one numbers out of a position that most people are getting nine points, eight points. 12 points. It's almost not fair. You're, you're almost playing with an extra player at that point. Yeah, and then that's why you see some of those leagues that, you know, that those. that's why I'm personally I'm not a huge fan of flex league because it devalues the tight end position. But people are like, hey, man, you know, after these couple tight ends, I, I can't. It's not fair because I don't have a good tight end. 
So they, they run those flex spots so you can start a receiver or something like that. I'm not a big fan of that. Like I, I love value in that. Cowards. And the strategy of it Graham's all. Graham's still putting up better numbers than any flex receiver they can throw in there. He's still going to get you, you know, 10, 15 plus points more than anyone they can throw in that spot. So it's still, he's. St- I, don't, I don't think he's losing value at all. No, I mean, but yeah, for a player like Graham, you would start him in a flex spot. Gronkowski, Julius Thomas, probably even Jordan Cameron, um, and Jason Lynn. But, I mean, that's it, though. That's The, the, the drop-off is so big. I mean, every, just about every other tight end that you start is a gamble, and you're hoping to get those numbers where you expect those big numbers out of Jimmy Graham. You expect those. You know, if Jimmy Graham comes in and gets you 10 points, you're disappointed because you're expecting at least 20 points out of Jimmy oh, Graham. Absolutely. Yeah. You get 10 points. You're like, damn, that's not a good. You're yeah. disappointed. And so when it comes to tight end, I, I can't stress enough guys of like how I, I love to see a study on it where if you look back and see throughout the years, how many teams that won your championship in redraft leagues and dynasty leagues had that top tier tight end on it. I guarantee the numbers would be a little staggering. I mean, in Dynasty, you can offset a little bit more because there's not much, not an, like as enough parity in it all, and you could build really strong rosters everywhere else. But I guarantee that that tight end is going to be on a lot of teams. I know Gates, for example. You know, Juan, your your highlight of your Dynasty career in our league was when you had Gates on it when he was at playing his best football. I, when I when I had Gates, I went to the the playoffs. I think five years in a row, is in the championship game three years in a row. I only cashed in on one because of my stupid kicker. Um, but ever since then, I've been searching for that tight end, and I got so spoiled with that spot. He was putting up you know fifteen points more than you know anyone else's tight end every 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 week. And um, you know, ever since then, I've drafted two, three tight ends, and none of them have panned out. And uh, like I said, I'll probably draft one again this year. You know, just hoping I can, um, you know, catch light in a bottle and get that 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 elite tight end. I, I probably won't, but you know, I'll give it a try. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, when I attack my rookie drafts, I'm such a big believer in tight end. No matter what, every year, that's a position that I always make sure I don't let slip past me too far. It's a position I always attack uh, between the second and third round. Now. If, if the opportunity is there, which is usually not in the first round to draft that tight end, you have to be a really rare talent. Uh, it, it's something I always make sure I draft. And I'll put that, I, I do value it so much, I'll put a player like that ahead of maybe somebody I have a little bit higher in my rankings to make sure I get them and I don't miss out on them. Uh, I know this year in our mock draft 1.0, I had the fifth pick and I took Eric Ebron. And I'm taking him because. You know, I love his athleticism and what he could bring to the table. I mean, because when you look at it, guys, I mean, after those after those tight ends that I named, even those second tier guys, after that, you're talking about guys that just have like upside. Tyler Defer, Ladarius Green, Kobe Fleener, uh, you know, Charles Clay. I like what he did last year. Actually, he's one of those guys that's not talked about enough. Uh, but these are all guys that are like hit and miss guys and or haven't shown it yet. They're not dynasty difference makers and I and you can kind of tell like I don't think that there'll ever be uh they'll never get to that top tier status they'll be nice players you know slotted somewhere you know maybe if they crack like you know the low end top five six seven eight that's probably where they'll settle in but they're never going to be those elite players Greg Olson territory is what yeah exactly not bad you know you know like when if you don't you know spend for a top tight end, and you end up with Greg Olson, and it could be worse. I yeah, guess. and that's and that's where people sit, and that's where most teams are. Honestly, if you don't have this top tight end, and I and Greg Olson's one of those guys I actually do like a lot this year. I think his targets are going to go way up, definitely with the situation he's in right now. But you know, like say say you're you have a you have a championship caliber team, but your one position that you're not super strong in is tight end. 
you know, I recommend go out there and try and get a guy like Jason Witten this year. Uh, excellent, excellent tight end. If he wasn't, it wasn't for age, he'd for sure be in that upper echelon category as well. But he's older. Um, and if you play a PPR league, this guy catches tons of balls. We're talking like almost 100 catches this guy can make, make on a consistent basis. And he could be had just due to age and, you know, things of that nature, especially if somebody that someone, whoever owns him, if they're not as good and are maybe willing to part with them, and you are, you're ready to make that championship run and you're in a PPR league, uh, Witten could be had at a, probably a reasonable price. Yeah, I think of all the positions as well at the same time, if a team's struggling to rebuild it and they have that really good tight end, it's a re- it's a good way to look at it for that team and say, hey, this is a position I can ca- capitalize on, cash in on, get some good young prospects and draft draft picks for somebody who's about not going to help my team whatsoever win a championship, you know, and not to make a build around. Like some of those older guys, like other positions, they're, it's probably going to cost you more than somebody like a Jason Witten or Vernon Davis, for example. I'd go with Witten over Davis personally because for me, Vernon Davis, where he is in my top category, just because of the numbers he puts up on his good days. He has too many bad days for me, Vernon Davis. He's one of those roller coaster tight ends where he'll have 10 points, 9 points, boom, 30 points, 20 points, 8 points, 7 points, 6 points. I guess like it depends if, you know, it seems like most people run PPR, but if you don't do a PPR league, I'd rather have Vernon Davis just yeah. due to the touchdowns and, you know, things of that nature. They're similar in yards, but obviously Witten gets way more reception, so that just puts him way up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But both of those guys, I think like if you are close, you know, and you're one, and you're that tight end away. I think those are two guys that you should target, um, and can be had at a reasonable price. You know, you're not going to have to because obviously guys like Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham and stuff, you're, you're never going to bella. You guys aren't pay like for those. you guys both are owners of of uh, Gronkowski and Graham, and there I don't think there's a price you guys would would give those guys up for. No, there because you wouldn't get equal just because you get quantity doesn't mean it's quality you know so and that's the only thing that someone could offer you is a bunch of stuff you know you'll it's kind of hard to i mean if you're getting if you're you're getting offered unless you're in a situation like where matt's in a league where he has julius thomas martellus bennett and jordan cameron where he can say okay you know i'm always going to be starting one cameron or julius thomas you know i can get real good value here and cash one in because you have that martellus bennett as a backup to put in for that one week um it's kind of hard to trade players like that even if somebody came up to you and said hey I'll give you A.J. Green for Jimmy Graham. Now, obviously, that seems like a si- pretty simple, oh, yeah, for sure, give me A.J. Green. You know, he's one of the top-tier young running backs, uh, I'm sorry, receivers in the league, and it seems like a really good idea to do, which it is. But at the same time, you start three receivers. You only start that one tight end. And Jimmy Graham and A.J. Green, you know, Jimmy Graham's putting up more fancy numbers than A.J. Green on, most, on, a, on a daily basis usually anyways. Well, Jimmy Graham will be putting up more points – than the next tier tight end where that's what you have to, that's how you yeah, look at it. You have and to then look at AJ it. Green isn't there's not as big as gap in between AJ Green and the next you almost wide have to receiver. Look at it like Jimmy Graham and whoever you're gonna be starting at wide receiver, add those two points together. Yeah. And, and and you know that's and then whoever you're gonna be starting at tight end if you do get rid of Jimmy Graham and AJ Green and put those points together. Because that's the only way you're gonna figure yeah, out if there's exactly, value or not. Exactly. You could replace AJ Green in the draft this year exactly. if you had a pretty high draft pick. You're not replacing Jimmy Graham in this draft. You know, you yeah, there's wa- five you know, there's like five guys that could easily, you know, turn into a stud at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, we're where you're going with this and I rudely cut you off, but you know, the the tight end, there might be only one tight end that's could be that guy, and he's going to take a couple years to develop. If he is, if he does ever turn into that guy, 
Yeah, I mean, tight ends are asked. You know, it's nice now in this day and age of NFL. You know, sometimes before, if you couldn't block as a tight end, it's really hard to kind of make in the NFL. Now, sometimes they'll let you come in even if you can't block at all, and you can play wide out and split out. You know, like we saw Jimmy Graham. He's arguing now about you know being franchised not as a wide out cause, just because he's split out as well. Um, and talking about those rookies do coming in this year again, I. These are th- th- there's a couple guys in this draft that I'm for sure I'm, I will for sure have on my rookie uh, draft and every every dynasty league I'm in one of these guys will for sure be on my roster. Um, you know, obviously the number one guy coming in this draft is Eric Ebron uh, out of UNC. Now this guy, I mean, there's a lot to like about his game. Like I said, I took him number five in our rookie uh, draft, and some guy wrote he wrote me he's like, "Wow, that's really high for Ebron." And I'm like, well, I'm anticipating him going to a good situation. Like if he goes to Green Bay or something along those lines, he's he's that big of a difference maker. And I want that edge over my fellow appointment, uh, opponent. So, you know, if he goes to a good situation and how good he is, I mean, I watched him play. Uh, and this guy's tape is unreal. I mean, he's six foot four, uh, two fifty, and you know he can't block a lick, but this guy can catch like a wide receiver. Uh, he's just a really big guy. There's a lot of things I like about his game. Um, I can see him in the right spot. He's the closest one I could see joining that upper echelon of receivers. And if you can get that top five mark, again, you have that huge advantage over your opponents. He's an athletic freak. I mean, he takes like a crossing route and just busts him for 80 yards and then he's gone. I mean, that is huge. I mean, that's big playability. You don't get out of very many other uh, tight ends in the league, really. Yeah, I think he's the only one that can be that uh, that has the potential in this draft class to be that that stud, that difference Absolutely. maker. Yeah. Everyone else, I'm just damp. So, so, I mean, maybe I'll take one as a flyer and just hope that, you know, they end up being something. But Ebron's the only guy that I First think. First round caliber. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And funny story about him is, like, back, you know, I watch a lot of the Hurricanes, and I was telling you guys this before the, the podcast, but I remember th- when they played Miami, it was middle of October. And, you know, I'm just watching the game. I didn't know who Eric Ebron was. I'm just watching the game. And – he is just eating them alive, just literally. And I'm like, who is this guy? This dude's a stud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember this guy to for dynasty sneak purposes when I go in in the third round and I'm all happy and I take Eric Ebron and I'm laughing at everybody, you know. And uh, so the next day, on, on Monday, I go just for the heck of it, I look up rookie mock drafts in October and Ebron to my – dismay was already a first round pick so I was late to the game on it but he's a stud he had 199 yards and eight catches against the Hurricanes and that just to me after I saw that I was like this guy's he's the, he's the real deal yeah his speed is he has excellent speed for a tight end uh, he catches the ball well he runs Great good hands. routes I mean he's literally just about a really big wide receiver and he, he gets open he's a yeah. mismatch nightmare I mean yeah. he lines up all over the field too he splits out wide he's in he'll play at the inline blocking in, uh, position as well and and he's just hard to cover man he's nearly impossible to cover yeah, yeah. there's there's oh. a lot of receivers that I do like Ebron ahead of I mean there's a lot of people I put him ahead of, you know like the, like the people that are going I see going highs like you know like the Brandon cooks like there's no way I would take that person over Ebron again. No, e- no way. And it doesn't even matter that I do have, if I had Rob Gronkowski or Julius Thomas, it's like, wow, because if I do draft this guy and he pans out, again, it's such a rare position to get good talent in. You can really get some good value back at it. Well, I love everything about this guy's game. And, you know, I'm looking for a tight end this year in the draft. Like I said, I got a couple of hobos uh, playing that position for me. But, you know, I'm looking to draft him, and, and I, I like him right around the 9, nine to 12 slot. And I know Rich has is, – is, is, 
some man love for some for the tight end position. Where do you other guys have him going in in the mock draft for Dynasty? Where would you guys feel safe taking him? I mean, it depends oh. where he goes. At the same time, I, mean, I, mean, I think, think somewhere where like Rich took him in nine, I think he'll be like a middle. Rich round took him pick. in five. Yeah, I think he's you know right around there, in five to ten somewhere in there. I mean, I'm I'm not narrowing it down very good, but no, you're not. Yeah, no, sorry, but somewhere in that range, the second half know? of the draft. Yeah, essentially. I mean, second half of the first first round. First yes, round, yeah. Not second half of the draft. I mean, he's clear cut a first rounder in my eyes. Um, again, it depends. You know, if you, you if you play in a standard league or a flex league, you know that kind of drops his value down a lot. Too. And all it takes is one guy, <laughs> you know, to take you know to take someone high. All I it mean, takes you is know, and if you have a guy like me in your league. That's all it takes. Yeah. Like somebody that loves the tight end position and sees the value there. Would you take him in four? Uh, probably not. Honestly. Yeah, that's too high. Yeah, because I mean, you got to think Mike, Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins going one two. Uh, there's going to be a receiver. You know, there's going to be some running back talent there too. It'd be kind of hard to pass up because it's just as much as you value as I value the tight end and the longevity of that as well. I mean, running backs are still a real commodity. Like I like Carlos Hyde. I would take ahead of him. Um, like Seastrunk, I'd possibly take in front of him as well. Um, I'd really like to see where Jordan. Ma- you know, Jordan Matthews. I like a lot too. I like to see where he goes. Um, like an Odell Beckham. I like to see where he goes as well. So, again, I mean, after the draft, we get a lot of clarity on these guys. But, I mean, Ebron, for sure, is we all agree, and almost everybody can agree, that he's a clear-cut number one tight end. So, if you don't have a tight end on your on your roster, this is to be a guy I would strongly, strongly advise you should draft in the first round of your draft. And, you know, just like, you know, if sometimes you got to take – if you got you can't stay true to your board and you want to reach a little bit for a guy like that, he's somebody I, th- I see worth – Reaching, and he'll be one of those guys you take at six. I'm like, oh, you took Ebron at six, so you could have waited until like nine. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm not waiting until nine. I'm getting a guy I want. Um, you know, and obviously, if you have, and you got to look at too, like with with the short shelf life of a running back. Again, if you could hit on that top tier tight end, he's giving you that extra advantage that you need over, you know, and you, then you don't have to worry about it for a while. And he he's giving you that extra edge. And like I said, you can clear you'll if you don't have that tight end and you don't have that elite tight end and you never did. You will see such a drastic change to your team when you do get that player in your team, and how much it helps you win, and how much it changes the whole dynamics of your team. And that's again, you know, I'm gonna say it over and over again throughout this show is I can't stress enough how important that is. And if you look, you'll see a lot of these championship caliber teams have these tight ends. Uh, another tight end that comes in this year that's a little interesting, but he's got a lot of like health issues. Is Austin Safarian Jenkins? Uh, he's he's pretty much considered a high-round tight end. Um, he'll probably go somewhere in the second round of the NFL draft, third round of the NFL draft, somewhere around there. Um, real big guy, too. I mean, that's what we see a lot of these tight ends now, what it takes, you, you know, 6'5", 262. Um, he's kind of like Gronkowski, pretty much. Um, that's, that's who he's compared to with his size coming in. Um, he has really, he's really good athleticism. He can break tackles for his yards. He can catch the ball well. But he does have injury questions i mean he's injured now so but at the same time when i the what i would say that is i mean that's a big thing why gronkowski slipped because gronkowski had that uh you know his back issues coming out of arizona and he was considered a first round pick and everybody loved him and then all of a sudden he had his medical issues so he slipped to like the third round uh and i got him i remember in one of my startup drafts i think got him in like the first pick in the third round or something along those lines too so again just because he has the medical 
questions. I, I he's somebody that I'm looking at, and I would love to get like a like late second round pick, early second round pick in my dynasty. He's got draft. good size, and he put up really good numbers in his sophomore season. Almost 70 catches, 850 yards, seven touchdowns. I mean, could be he, he could end up being something, you know. Yeah, I mean, he could be like a Rob Gronkowski. He's not, he's not, he's athletic, but he's not like a Jimmy Graham, like or Ebron, where he's gonna be like more wide receiver. He's gonna be that big guy that gets the ball and kind of runs with it. Uh, kind of, I mean, again, I, he's he's similar to Rob Gronkowski. If he gets a good quarterback, you know, thrown to him like all these other guys, you know, it's gonna depend on situation. One of the teams that that is looking for a tight end this year is the Patriots, and and they're rumored to really like this guy. And if if he gets drafted for the Patriots, I think he could go way up the draft board. You're never going to get him in the second round. He's going to go probably you know end of the first, middle of the first, somewhere. Yeah, I mean definitely. If it, you, you figure he gets put in there, Gronkowski's injury issues and how they utilize the tight end. Um, yeah, absolutely. I can see him going higher. I mean, again, tight ends. You got you got to look at the same time if they're a tight end that can block well and catch well, what kind of system do they go into? Are they going to a system where they're asked, they are they ask their tight ends to block and not really catch the ball? Then it doesn't matter who they are. they got to kind of drop down a little bit. But if you get into a, you know, a New England kind of system or you know Minnesota with North Turner or these teams that really like uh, to use the tight end, then it's going to boost them up significantly. We're uh, tight ends are at a, you know, a nice thing about them also, you know, talking about depending on where they go. Like say say a top wide receiver gets drafted to a team that has a young quarterback that may not be so good. Just say like the Jets and Geno Smith, even though we know they have Michael Vick. But let's just pretend Geno Smith, for example. You know, if the wide receiver goes there, you're kind of like, ah, oh, God, they got Geno Smith. He goes down a little bit. But the tight ends, for example, they're good with the stud quarterbacks like Peyton Manning and whatnot. But they're also good with those, you know, young quarterbacks that they're they're. It's the security blanket, so yeah. you know they could still they could be good in either or situation. Great checkdown targets, man, because they're so big and they know they can kind of put the ball there and they can you know they, usually good tight ends can block out pretty well and they're bigger than the defensive backs anyway, so they can go up there and get the ball. Uh, and again, I mean all these tight ends coming out besides Eger, Eron, they're all big question marks as well. Um, there's some gambles going there. I mean another tight end that's pretty high up there is JC Amaro, um, and. Another guy, big guy, four into four seven, has a prototypical size, strength, overall build. Um, he runs tough after the catch. He, he doesn't have elite speed to get open. He's more of like a typical tight end, you know. That could, you know, does is he that line up in the slot too? I don't know if he. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. I yeah. thought from my research, I did that he he lines up in, in the slot a lot. I actually like this guy's game a lot. Yeah, I think he's got a little bit of. Uh, might have a ch- you know might have a shot at being something. Um, I I do like his game. He uh, catches a ton of balls. Yeah. I, mean, I mean he could be a PPR monster, almost comparable to a Jason Witten, where he's not going to be making a lot of huge plays for you. Good comparison. But he can he can catch a ton of passes. He can move the chains. He can be like that security blanket for a quarterback, and really be their best friend. And 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 if once you get that kind of chemistry with a quarterback, I mean that's great for your tight end. Yeah, because yeah. he seems like he's more of a receiving like a receiving tight end versus like a blocking tight end so uh depending on you know how what teams utilize him i mean he might be a ppr machine yeah i, mean, I think jason Witten's a really good comparison matt that you made t- for him um somebody can come in and really help right away and doesn't have any you know the injury questions as jenkins has uh and he's some again that you should be targeting you know second round where the value is i mean some of the guys where they go 
again, I mean, they could, he could really help you out. Like you said, definitely in a PPR league. Um, where another guy like Troy Nicholas, who's coming out, you know, again, really big guy, 6'6", 270. I know he's more, he was asked to block as well um, a lot in Notre Dame. But again, we're talking about we're talking six six. I mean, that's just that size is just so hard to overcome. He blocked a lot, but he he flashed when they gave him tra- chances to uh, catch passes. He he was a decent he was a decent tight end in that respect. Yeah, so. he did. I mean, he definitely. If you watch his highlight reel, you'll definitely be impressed. He comes in with some potential. Yeah, mm-hmm. he seems more like the prototypical tight end yeah. to me. Yeah, he he definitely yeah. blocks. He, he is he's above average blocker. And he's been called the best blocking tight yeah, end yeah. coming out in this draft for yeah. sure, which is a huge. I mean, that's. Again, that could put him ahead of some others possibly because they're looking for that overall tight end. Like, hey, this guy, not, we could always rely on him to stay back and block. I mean, it's nice to have those three down tight ends. Right. Yeah, it should keep you on the field. If you can block, that'll keep you on yeah. the field. And something breaks down, you know, you're there to catch the ball. Um, he's got the size, too, for it to be a red zone target as well. It's 6'6", 270. I mean, jeez, man, that's that's hard to defend. It's Yeah, I mean, it's like that almost like Joseph Foria numbers in uh, Detroit, which are people he's really intriguing a lot of people this year. Right. Um, another guy who, who – now, this is a guy who I have higher on my list than most is Colt Lirla. I, I think that's right, or Lirla. I don't – it's it's bad that I can't even pronounce this guy. Lyria, I think is that Lyria. And we're talking about another guy that has like all the tools to be really really good, uh, in NFL. And this guy might go undrafted. I mean, probably has a really good shot of going undrafted, possibly just because of his off the player issues. I mean, he went to school in Oregon, uh, and then he supposedly quit the team himself. He volunteered, but he was already having issues, and he gets busted for coke. Uh, he's got all those tickets. Uh, I mean, he's just he's just. He's a mess off the field. I mean, that's the only way to really put he's it. He's a mess. Yeah. I mean, if you draft him, he's a big he's a big risk. He really is. But he's 6'4", 240, runs a 4'5", tight end. I mean, he's a real athletic guy. It, but, if, I mean, is it really a risk? I mean, where he's going to be drafted in your dynasty leagues, he's he's the kind of guy that's just got the upside where you're going to be getting him late anyway. So, I mean, I'd rather pick somebody like that. But don't you think, though, like every guy that you draft could be good, though? Well, that's I mean, at the end of the well, day, yeah, like a year later, like, oh, these guys all suck that you draft late. But when you're leaving draft day, I guarantee if I ask each and every one of you, even your fifth and sixth round picks, you're like, oh, oh I, I think, love he, it. Oh, yeah, I think he, he's going to be good. He's going to contribute. He's going to be sweet. So, like, I, I just wouldn't. Nick Tunes of the world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it, it's like, I just I would not take the chance of stuff that you were reading about him before our podcast started doing coke, quitting the team, and yeah, take all those others. Take a I chance like, in someone who's not a complete knucklehead. Yeah, exactly. Why take the chance? I'm I a mean. fan. I'm just, I, re- I just see when I see his tape, I see all the penitential there, and I get past. And I, all the penitentiary? <laughs> so I see, I see that. I, I just see what he, if he can get his head on right and he can you know, get his game together, the potential he could bring. He's somebody that I personally would take a risk on, and he's somebody, I'm just throwing his name out there too, you probably can get him way late in your rookie draft as well, and I'll probably take him higher than most people in his rookie draft because I don't want to take the opportunity to miss him. Like, no matter how late you're taking him, though, I mean, just based off of that alone, I could find someone else I feel like is at any other position that I feel like could be, you know, a a sleeper at any other position. Yeah, and I mean, there is, and there always is, and I'm just bringing safer. That's a safer pick. And I'm bringing his name up. I mean, I just want to let you guys know from my perspective that I think this guy has – like, don't be surprised when this guy comes in if he can put his head, get his act together to be one of those top ten tight ends in the league. And you're like, oh, where this you know this knucklehead was drafted. He went undrafted. You know, it's kind of like a Vontez Perfect. You know, he's a good example. You know, all the talent in the world, huge knucklehead. People are talking about him. He went undrafted. Bengals drafted him. He now he's a Pro Bowler. 
Right. You know, so I mean, it is it can be done. I and mean, then you get the same people like Justin Blackman are drafted really high, and he's still considered a knucklehead. And he right now he's sitting outside the league looking in. He's got all the talent. I mean, absolutely. So I mean, that's what it boils down to: whether or not he can get his head on straight. And if he does, he could he could be something. He's he's got the talent to be something. So what about these? What about the tight ends that are in the league right now? What are the like? What are the young tight ends that you guys like? Like I mentioned Charles Clay earlier. Um, he's one of those guys that I wrote about last year too. That kind of came in last year and. Overall, he put up pretty good. I know he has, I'm pretty sure he finished in the top 10 in fantasy numbers, but he did really good in Miami, like really quietly did really good. Um, so he has a really good chance to succeed this year. Um, Jordan Reed, obviously, we mentioned. I, I've had some people write me on Twitter when I talked about Jordan Reed a lot saying, well, you know, he's just he's, with his concussions, he's just waiting. you uh, would be out of the league very soon. I mean, I love I'm one of the biggest Jordan Reed honks out there. I really love his game. And I think he's going to do really well in Jay Gruden's offense this year and you know, obviously, I'm a Jordan Cameron fan. Uh, what he does, he's a little hit and miss as well. Um, but I like what he does. Oh, I was going to say the one guy I think who's going to have a big year is Zach Ertz. You know, Deshaun Jackson left. I think he's going to have a, a way bigger role. He had a year to sit down and kind of learn the system. And uh, Hurricane Mike doesn't like him, but I think he's going to have a great year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I li- I like Jordan Reed though. I mean, it depends on how like what you're talking about, like in terms of. How who you like to be good, like like is well, being everyone likes Jordan Reed. Well, okay, like are you talking about being like the like that next tier down where you think can settle in between like three and five, six, three. seven, something like right, that? Right, like the up and coming, like top yeah. ten tight ends. You know, like again, when you get to that lower tight end, you know, that's the thing. That all those numbers are comparable, but who has the well, best chance of taking that I, leap to get to I that? I like Jordan Reed, Tyler Efert. I like. Um, I like Charles Clay, but I, I think like out of the three, he's he would be at the lower tier. I mean, just you know, with the young quarterback. And I bet I that's like it, and that's what I think about Charles Clay is like, again, I, he's one of those people that they put up the numbers, and I feel I just feel like that's how everybody. I mean, his name's born, everything about he's in Miami. There's a lot of things that seem born about Charles Clay, but he really put up some good numbers last year, and you know he's still a young guy, so he he's only going to get better. Definitely, like what you said, he has Tannehill there, so he's in that young offense, but that gives him time to grow with Tannehill. Um, so Charles, good. oh yeah, that's he that's, might be so many people bonus. that you might be able to get for real cheap that did really go mm-hmm. good. Um, as far as Tyler Eifert set goes, you know, with Jermaine Gresham, uh, you know, kind of being left behind here, um, and them taking him in the first round, there's somebody that they're going to have to try and utilize in Eifert, and he he's one of those guys again. That, you know, last year it's like wow, this guy had, he's one of those tight ends that I loved a lot, and I remember he he went 12 in our draft, and he was somebody that. I was going to draft. There's just the, the only negative on him to me is there's just too many good offensive weapons there and not enough balls to go around. But I think if he was like anywhere else where he was more of like the, the you know, the main guy, I think he could easily could put up the numbers. It's just the fact he's got A.J. That hurts. Green yeah, because he'll never surpass like, yeah. A.J. Green, which can hurt him at the same time. But at the same time, he could still be extremely Good on your roster. What do you guys think about um, Kyle Rudolph with um, Norv Turner coming into town? Well, I just hope they get a quarterback. So I like. I think Rudolph could be good. I just the it's the quarterback situation and the no, they just don't really have anything that just outside Adrian Peterson that is nothing. Yeah, to unless home unless they draft a quarterback this year, I'm I'm looking at them to put about the same numbers and. Um, yeah, I'm really hoping they put, they they draft someone. And I go back again about the root. That's what worries about Rudolph again. Like he he is really good. He was talked about in that category, and yeah, Norv Turner coming in is for sure. I mean, that that's not going to hurt. It's going to help him. It should help him a lot for the system that they run. 
But at the same time, and it, maybe maybe it is. Maybe it was a system that they ran before Kyle Rudolph. But just for them not having any of those receivers the whole time he's been there anyways, like why hasn't he done? I, I understand think, I think Christian Ponder. Like, uh, Christian Ponder yeah, is Christian one Ponder's of the worst quarterbacks bad. ever. I just I, I just don't understand how that guy was a first-round pick. I mean, he, he, no, I just I just don't I don't get it. He's not good. I think that's a reason why that Kyle Rudolph wasn't good. If Kyle Rudolph was on Cincinnati and vice versa, I would be saying, "Oh, Kyle Rudolph, if they had more balls to go around, I'd be saying the same thing." I think those guys are very similar. I think. I mean, I think so too. And and it just takes it takes tight ends a few years to to get it in the in the league. I I think and. And especially with Norv Turner coming to town, I think he's a he's primed to have a breakout year. I think I think, so. I think Norv Turner comes town coming in town for sure puts him into that very like he's that sexy pick tight end. Like he's gonna go. People are gonna be taking risk on you know Kyle Rudolph. You know like Juan said Zach Ertz. A lot of people think Kyle, Zach Ertz is ready to kind of blow up with the you know Deshaun uh, Jackson leaving and Chip Kelly's offense. And then I think I think it comes down to Rudolph Ertz and then Ladarius Green. Uh, are there going to be a three like sexy pick tight ends this I year? Think, I think Rudolph could explode. He's he's that talented, but they just have that they have no quarterback at all there. Unless I they get a new quarterback, I think they're going to take a QB. Anything. I think what they pick eighth. I think they're going to take a QB in the draft. I hope so. I think someone's going to slip. Might be Bridgewater, and they might be the, they're the ones. They're not really saying a whole lot. They might take a QB. I'd really like Bridgewater in Minnesota. I think they'd be a great pick for Minnesota. I think that would help Rudolph. A lot, it, you know, they have Greg Jennings, the veteran. They have Corderell Patterson there as well, too. So, um, yeah, someone like Greg Jennings has been, you know, good his whole career. Goes in Minnesota, and you just totally forget about him, you yeah, because they got no QB. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, if you don't have a QB, it's kind of hard to do do anything. Yeah, um, it really is. I mean, those are really some good picks. And again, I, I feel like all those picks, definitely if you're like in a redraft league too, all those guys are gonna go ahead of Charles Clay. You know, again, and that's why, and that's why I keep bringing his name back up. I just think his value—he's just going to be one of those guys that's really underappreciated. And I would love that he's, if I if I was in my leagues, that's a guy I would try and target and just kind of throw it out there and see what you can get for like a Charles Clay. He's not a guy I would overpay for though. I mean, if you you got to be able to get him on the cheap. Yeah, I don't think you could. I mean, that's he's one of those guys that I would try and offer one of those like sexy like veterans, you know, to get you know like a. Somebody a little bit older to get that young Charles to Clay tight end. Like Jenna Jameson? Like, what are you talking about? Sexy veterans? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like Jenna Jameson. That's a good, you know, I'd, I'd give up a, I'd give up Charles Clay for Jenna, Jenna Jameson in a heartbeat. But if you have Charles Clay, you're probably, like, really, you know, you're probably excited by him. Yeah, you're aware of him. Yeah. Um, but I guarantee people that did draft Charles Clay didn't draft him to be their starting tight end. And it kind of no. just worked out that way. And they... What I'm saying is their owner, unless they just lucked into it, probably have another option at tight end. And, again, they didn't start them all year because they, they didn't start off expecting that way, and they might be willing to say, hey, I could, tr- I could trade. I can get rid of him now for some – maybe they're a piece away where they can get like a – you know, I know he's a bad example, but like a, somebody like in this category of last year, like a Steven Jackson who's like older and ready to ready to go and somebody needs that. Hey, I need, I'm one running back away from uh, competing for a championship, and I can part with a Charles Clay. And you're getting that older veteran, like a way, definitely a running back spot, and you're getting a really good young tight end. So except for Steven Jackson, not him. Yeah, <laughs> not. not <laughs> I mean, just an example. Well, going in the last year, uh, Ste- I, I get you. I was just messing. Yeah, Steven. I mean, going the last year, Steven Jackson, one of those guys everybody was talking about. Like, hey, this guy, he's going to it. now. He's finally going to a good offense. He's ready to explode, and then boom, he's it, he had the worst. Cr- it, it was horrible. Now he is irrelevant. He is pretty much irrelevant. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, again. 
that's what that's what stinks when you get to it. There's all these guys. We can make cases for all these guys. They're all so close in their numbers. They're they're that they're all similar, and that's where you end up on your roster. And that's why again, why it's so important to get that top tier guy to get those extra points that nobody else is getting. You know, again, you're not gonna be able to get that Jimmy Graham off somebody or Rob Gronkowski because you're gonna have to really pay to get those guys. It may be less now with Gronkowski because people might be frustrated with his his injuries. But look for those guys that have those Jordan Camerons and Julius Thomases on their, on their roster, and they have the abundance of tight end. And go make that move and get that tight end. You know, give yourself that edge over everybody else that they don't have. Make sure you get those extra points. Again, I, I promise you, you'll see a huge, huge difference in your team wins. And, you know, when it comes down to the championship game, it all comes, you know, you don't, you don't get to the championship game in your leagues by accident. It comes down to good rosters. And if you can have that one, and sometimes it takes that little edge, you know, come down to a catch or something. You just want that little edge above your opponent, and that's where that's where a tight end can really come in. You know, if you're, you're facing somebody that has really good running backs, quarterback, and wide receivers, and you're in the same spot in that uh, championship game, but all of a sudden, boom, you have Jimmy Graham, and he's got, you know, Vernon Davis. Where, yeah, Vernon Davis could come in, even if he got there because Vernon Davis had one of his good games, it's not consistent, you still have that edge. And it, again, when it comes to winning championships, that's what we're always looking for. We're looking at, at for that little edge to get over on another team and win that title. That's what we're looking for. And I feel like again, the tight end spot is the one place to do it. So uh, if you're lo- if, again, if you want to ask me and sit me down and say, what can I do to improve my team? Go out there and get that tight end. And this year's rookie draft, do some research on these tight ends. Follow where they go, all of them, and make sure you know in that second round. You know this draft is real deep, but at least third round, no matter who's in there, take a gamble on one of those tight ends. Because if it pays off, it's going to pay off handsomely in the, in the end. And like I said, I, it doesn't matter how many tight ends I have in my roster. Every year you'll see me drafting a tight end right around that third round, regardless. Because I'm looking to hit, and I'm looking to capitalize, and I'm looking to turn that tight end over for, for uh, better value down the road for maybe first you know future picks. It's a real, it's a real good commodity to have. Um, obviously, you know, any position is a good co- commodity to have, except for probably quarterback um, in regular leagues. But tight end will be a big difference. You can go literally go from worst to first, as we saw last year in the league with Mike, with Jimmy Graham. Um, he single-handedly took him from worst to almost first. He actually finished with the number one seed, no, number two seed overall. Yeah, Jimmy with the first round seed. by. Yeah, and you, you had a first pick in the draft before. So it really is that much of a difference maker, guys. So. Um, if you have any questions about tight ends or any p- tight end prospects you want to uh, talk about, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. One Dynasty Nerd. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And, I mean, you know, get on our forum at DynastyNerds.com. We'll be happy to answer your questions on there as well. Uh, constantly check out our rookie rankings on these tight ends. And overall, follow these mock drafts to see where you can get good steal on these guys. And uh, follow the overall rankings and all and use those rankings in your advantage to grab these guys before they explode. Um, you know, again, you know, Charles Clay is a guy I recommend. And if you're close, Jason Wynn is a guy I re- strongly recommend going to get there. But uh, thanks uh, for listening. Uh, check us out at DynastyNerds.com. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.